0: Welcome. You are listening to the Watchman Alert Radio Network, broadcasting as a voice in the wilderness. This is Warren Radio, and I'm the Watchman, Dana Smith. Welcome to today's show, and we are living by faith in the whirlwind of the last days. Now stay tuned for a great show and line up today from WARN Radio. Welcome,
1: Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio Advocacy and Gospel News with the Watchman, Dana Smith, and me. I'm Tower. We have a great lineup for you tonight, so I'm glad you joined us. Today is February 20th, 2019. And here's some important news updates from the WIBR Warren Radio regarding... The articles and websites on Warren-USA.com and DanaGlenSmith.com. The recent post by the Watchman articles are technical, technological genius. The pagination of a pagan nation, pagination. It is the technological genius of a people that morality truth and even redemption have been covered over with modern hype lies and untruth that is to say many times we find this to be true a people that sees its ability to compute and rise above the sins of a people through technology also mother of harlots and the beast the mother of harlots who is seen riding the beast is not alone there are many others who have enjoyed this ride as they drank from the cup which the harlot carried and poured out, but in the midst of this is rising the truth which sets the human condition free from sin and unites it with the true and living God through his Son Jesus Christ our Lord <clears throat> Excuse me, you can listen to Warren radio from your p c Android, Apple device, and many other avenues. Check out the front page of WARN-USA.com for our Spreaker embed and links to all the places to listen from, like iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Blueberry, and many others. You can listen to all the shows on the front page of WARN-USA.com or dana.glinsmith.com, and you can listen and watch all the shows on the WARN-USA.com blog and also from Spreaker or the Spreaker app. You can follow Warren Radio on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Tumblr, and others. And tonight we feature our advocacy, faith, and the gospel news. On tonight's program, Haiti Unrest Forces Missionaries to Flee Haiti. Now I'm Prepared to Die for Jesus, a story out of Egypt. An NOA, an Orthodox Israeli woman, follows Yeshua. The dangers of happy children. No baptism is routine in Muslim country. So stay tuned for those and more on warn-usa.com, advocacy, faith, and the gospel news. The readings in the word this week are found in Exodus Chapter 30, verses 11 through chapter 34, verse 35. 1 Kings, chapter 18, verses 1 through 39. And the New Testament portion is Mark, chapter 7, starting at verse 1 through chapter 8, verse 38. And also First Corinthians, chapter 8, verses 4 through 13. And now I welcome in the Watchman. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight?
0: Well, I'm I'm doing good. How are you doing?
1: Good, except for a little fog in my throat. He doesn't want to leave.
0: Well, today we are here. um, What do we got? Eight days left in February. Yep. Real cold weather. We had the, the snow moon and uh the what was the other part it's, of that
1: it's the super moon super
0: yeah. snow moon yeah super snow moon and they've been getting a lot of snow around a lot of parts but uh not us thank the good lord amen it's been cold here but uh other than that i we saw the the super snow moon but uh it was really clear and close i didn't Take any time to get pictures or anything of it. I've.
1: It was too cold to be out there.
0: Well, yeah, and we were. We have a lot of things going on, so we just wouldn't plan on going out there. But at any rate, welcome. This is advocacy. This is part of the W I B R Warren Radio Ministry. And uh, tomorrow night we have, of course, our uh, battle lines. And uh, that's going to be an in-depth teaching right now. We're in Revelation, and then we're going to be on Friday night, sound the shofar. And that will be from the book of Thessalonians. Getting into the Word of God. But, uh, you know, uh, there was some good news, and I think you and I talked about this before. There was rumor that they had... um, found a cure for cancer yes and at the time when i found the article or seen it they they didn't have much information but more information from what i can see came out c uh cbn was reporting on it <clears throat> and the israeli scientists who have discovered it uh say that they will have uh, cure by the end of the year for cancer
1: that'll be wonderful and i think that they'll probably have a big fight from all the drug companies
0: well you know the thing of it is and they detailed uh you know in that article that uh you know why it works and original drugs just target one thing at a time and the thing that they created was can multi-target everything it, it can also uh, take it out by the root so the cancer isn't coming back.
1: And it can be specifically designed for the type of cancer that the person has as so, well. So,
0: the only thing I wonder about is the cost, of course.
1: Well, they said, what I read, was the cost would be a lot less than conventional treatment, cancer treatments.
0: But, uh, you know, these drug companies make a lot of money off of all this stuff. Yeah. and. Finding a cure doesn't help them. they got to come up with another disease so they can continue to get rich.
1: Yeah, that's wicked.
0: Well, you know, the drug company's main purpose should be to work themselves out of a job. But, of course, they're not going to do that.
1: No. Nope.
0: You know, they, they, they live by people getting sick. That's how they make their money. So. Well, at any rate, the ACLJ... Um, And, uh, I wanted to discuss a little bit about that. That's the American Center for Law and Justice. And it, we've got a. we want to talk about Yousef uh, uh in Iran. He's a Christian pastor. Of course, Iran has been really doing a lot to uh, bring down Christianity and, uh, there is a problem to that, and that problem is is that the everyday Iranian is getting tired of this revolution. Uh, even Muslims don't like what they're doing. And uh, he was, uh, before, um, in prison. Uh, this was back in 2012. And uh, he had written a letter, a lengthy letter, um, and you can find that online, but... Uh, you know, a little bit of what he said was, he says, Indeed, I've been put to the test, the test of faith, which is, according to the scriptures, more precious than perishable gold. You know, and when I read this, how many times have I seen that same phrase? And living in America, you know, we don't think of tests like this guy went through. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, but it's the same Bible. And, and, you know, when you track these people the way we do all the time that are being put into prison all over the world for their faith, you know, they read the same Bible we do, you know, just a different language, but they will, you know, (laughs) the same message. And it's just amazing the unity in that. He says, but I've never felt loneliness I was all the time aware of the fact that it wasn't a solitary battle, for I have felt all the energy and support of those who obeyed their conscience and fought for the promotion of the justice and the rights of all human beings. Thanks to these efforts, I have now the enormous joy to be by my wonderful wife and my children. I am grateful for these people through whom God has been working. All of this is very encouraging. Now, the thing of it is, this was back in 2012, and he had been previously arrested a little bit before that. And it's because he's preaching the gospel. And uh, the main point to a lot of this, uh, you know, is the fact that in Iran, there is a number of uh, judges that have been appointed by the revolutionary, uh, you know, system there that flows down from the ayatollah and uh, these judges are the ones that uh, are charged with upholding islamic law and of course i don't know exactly how long it's been but it's been quite a bit well, according to icc it's 40 years uh since uh, that particular revolution but see um they write that this judge masala Amazde, he's just one of them, um, is so evil every Christian who passes through his court has been sentenced to Evan prison, also known as the Living Coffin.
1: Oh, that's horrible.
0: Uh, he automatically does that. Now, what they point out, you know, uh, in this particular article is that, of course, Yosef is in prison now for a long time. They found him guilty, and, of course, this uh, Mashallah dude, um, he just has no mercy in him. And uh, he upholds this uh, law to the hilt, and, of course, putting the fear of almighty whatever into uh, Christians to get him to stop. Now, they, they do quote um, um, uh, one Iranian Muslim... Uh, Said that, and they were interviewed by someone in Iran that uh, was over there and uh, is kind of the contact for uh, ICC. Um, And you know, the thing of it is, is when we report some of these, uh, we have ministries that, yeah, and there's a number of them that when they're uh, reporting these, all the names have been changed. And that's the reason why, is, is that these Muslims on the other side know very well how to find stuff online. And so if they find out that whoever in their, you know, and they recognize the name, they're going to know who to get. So for safety's sake, they don't. Well, this Muslim said most citizens don't like the country's leadership. Most of the people don't like them taking the religion as a cover for everything, but you can't do something or even talk freely sometimes.
1: Yeah. Well, hopefully they'll rebel and get something done.
0: Well, you know, that's what a lot of them uh, wanted to do. And, of course...
1: Well, they can hopefully get banded together.
0: Yeah. And the thing of it is, is that... um, you know, the last time, I think it was, when he got in trouble, uh, he lodged a complaint in 2009 because the local education officials were forcing his children to read the Koran. He didn't want them to. Yeah. And so he was jailed for uh, a 1,000 days and sentenced to death in 2012. But I remember the outcry, the international outcry. And, of course, this is where the ACLJ comes in a long time. His death sentence was overturned, and he was finally released in 2013. Well, he's back in prison now, and he's been there for, what, a year now?
1: Yeah, or more.
0: But he's sentenced to 10 years in prison and two years of exile. Um, And it's 2,000 kilometers away from his family.
1: That's wicked.
0: It is. Well, sure. And guess what? Um see the thing of it is this judge comes into play here because although uh, you know when he sentenced him to death it didn't work it was overturned um, he can make sure that he harasses pastor uh, not all the time and he can this time he put him in jail uh, for a long time and you know hopefully you know he can get out but see yeah. this is what these evil judges do you know they, they do this kind of thing and, uh, and this kind of shows you that you know in Iran why Iran is, is such a virulent uh, anti-Christ system over there but the Muslims that are there it's you know we've covered this for a long time and, and it's come out time and time again that the young Muslims over there do not like the way this country is run But, of course, uh, they're facing an army that keeps everybody in line. Most of them don't have guns. They don't have freedoms like we do in America. So it's really hard to overthrow things when people don't have guns to do it. And that's why our forefathers ensured that we would have the guns to overthrow the authority should we need to. Uh, In Tajikistan, we have a quick note. Uh, You know, a lot of times... uh, in order to get Christian materials to Christians in these closed countries like Tajikistan, well, you got to do it illegally. And uh, but in this particular case, 5,000 calendars arrived for churches uh, and the ev- Evangelical churches. And the customs officials who opened the box saw the Bible verses, and uh, they took. Uh, the calendars and burned them and this is you know when you're talking about a closed country this is what these people do and uh, um, we were given the church leader spoke on this saying that we were given an official response that the importation of calendars with text from the Bible is not desirable he explained (laughs) that the authorities had also stated that the number of calendars was much higher than the number of Christians they believed to be in the country he said that the churches were continuing to pray for the officials behind the order, adding, we know that God rules everything. And, uh, you know, the thing of it is, is that, um, you know, this is how Brother Andrew got into it, uh, smuggling Bibles into church into nations that didn't, didn't want it to happen. Um, When we were uh, covering some things out of Romania a long time ago, um, we were covering how they were also smuggling Bibles um, into Romania because Ceausescu didn't want it. It was uh, terrible at that time. I
1: remember somebody smuggling Bibles in and... uh the guards asked him what he had in his vehicle and he said bibles and they just laughed at him and let him go and he really did have bibles he wasn't lying to him
0: well i know that story because you and i covered that and that was in romania yeah <clears throat> and he had it in the back end and he told him i think twice and opened it up the bibles were there and the guard looked right at it and didn't see him and he said okay you can go and this yeah. is, uh, uh, the, oh, what was his name that came over from there?
1: Oh, I don't remember.
0: At any rate, and uh, I think we're going to skip this next one. I was going to talk a little bit about uh, this Muslim rep, uh, uh, this oh, woman wait. from the Minnesota district. But uh, the one note about her district, it is one of the top uh, terrorist uh Places in America. It's a terrorism recruitment capital of the United States, her district.
1: Good grief. Yeah. And they elected her into Congress. Yeah, really. now
0: she's in Congress. Yeah, a good place for her, right? Yeah. Oh, God. I can't believe <clears> this stuff. <throat> you know, that's democracy, you know. We give democracy to people that would destroy us.
1: Yeah, that's pretty stupid.
0: It is. It's real stupid. Well, you know, one of the things that uh, Tower had talked about, one of the headlines, was Haiti unrest, and you know, Haiti has been such a mess. Um, um, was it Haiti that had? Uh, yeah,
1: that big earthquake. That
0: big earthquake. And Lots of
1: money were, was promised from uh, Clinton the Clinton Foundation, yeah. and yeah, nothing, 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 no, nothing made it down
0: there. Because I believe they went down there and said that we'll take care of you. Nothing ever came.
1: Yeah. And they really didn't get the help that other people have promised. So it's been a mess since that earthquake.
0: Well, so now they've got civil unrest. And, of course, you can say, well, that's about par for for the course. Of course, when you begin having that, then, of course, your missionaries have to leave the country many times. Many of them are called home whenever it gets really bad. And... uh, According to some of the news reports, uh, the demonstrations—they've uh, had a lot of those over the past year. And of course, whatever the government is, I haven't heard much about the government. You know, the Haiti has been kind of kind of a quiet place down there, where um, you don't really hear what's going on. But uh, the president is uh, Jovenel Moyes, uh, Moise M O I S E. And uh, there's been a lot of a uh, lot of riots, and they're trying to force this guy to uh, uh, resign. Huh? And uh, and uh, it's it was so bad, of course, when people tried to uh, tried to travel on the streets anywhere. Of course, if you get all these gangs, they're gonna they've been charging money just to travel on the streets.
1: Good grief! No place you want to be.
0: And so everybody's unhappy with the way the government is doing things. And I can tell you, it goes back to jobs, money, and food, and, you know, and clothes. Um, And so they said that the riots are so severe, they're in all over the country. And, of course, whenever you get that, you have roadblocks, looting, burning tires, burning cars. Um, If you try to drive, they will pull you out, destroy your car. Uh, and, uh, one guy got out of there, but it cost him, uh, $500, uh, uh, they had to pay between $500 and $5,000 just to get through.
1: Wow.
0: But, uh, they said that they have extreme inflation, and, of course, there was embezzlement from the multi-million, a billion dollar Venezuelan oil project in the country. <laughs> And, of course, Venezuela is a mess now, so... yeah. They can't help any. But... uh, It's too bad. You know, so... When stuff like that happens, of course, guess what? You can't... You can't help anybody. And so... You know, Haiti's one of them places that they need to do something about because it is such a mess. It's been a mess for years.
1: Oh, it has. It's really sad.
0: Well, it is, you know. But you get in these countries, and of course, you know they they were talking about uh, uh, Venezuela there, and uh, well, Venezuela is in no uh, no position to help anybody.
1: No, they can't even help themselves.
0: No. And, uh, you know, I was looking in our newspaper, you know, when we talk about Venezuelan oil. Um, some of our, uh, one company that has some of our big coal mines uh, laid off uh, some of their people because a re- kind of a um, thing to, Make sure they can keep the profit going because of the way the economy is and everything. And uh, the economy is really good, but uh, the coal still has a lot of people, uh, liberals. And uh, the policies in Oregon, Washington, and California make it almost impossible to ship coal out there. Either in on a train or using a port. And a number of years ago, they were blocking all that. And, of course, Obama and his administration really were the first uh, ones to really push stopping all that. And they took on that and virtually closed it down. Well, the Democrats uh, have the House and their agenda to close down oil and carbon is right on the agenda. So when 2020 comes along, if the Democrats get everything, they're going to shut down coal and they're going to shut down oil, and everything else as much as they can. Now, it doesn't matter uh, a dime's worth of difference if, uh, if, if it brings on a, any kind of a problem. They don't care because they just as soon bankrupt an entire country and an entire nation because they're convinced that you can't have any form of carbon energy, which is just a bunch of hogwash. But you can't tell them anything. You can't talk to them.
1: No, and they would cut off their nose to spite their face.
0: Well, they would, because, you know, that's the argument. And, of course, Gore, you know, this guy lives and breathes this anyway. And, of course, if you get the real liberal greenies, they just as soon kill humans because they're using up too much carbon and uh, some, most people in the liberal agenda when you get that bad you start getting to the point where they're willing to kill babies even in late term or even mm-hmm. up to the point of the birth of the baby wicked. B- but wicked they society. but they will uh, save the whales save the dolphins save the puppies save yeah. the kittens they'll save anything except human beings that are born so this is really the tragedy that we have going on and of course all this carbon and stuff in the world venezuelan uh, and also na- nigeria uh, nigeria had a lot of good money at one time because of the oil income but then they've had all kinds of problems over there and they don't ha- they didn't have enough money to fund their own military and same and now in in venezuela of course uh because of uh for a lot of years now they've had no uh, the bankrupt the fallen market and and america's been producing so much they don't sell so much so they're bankrupt and then of course then you have this country uh, of haiti which is trying to get some help and that didn't do any good so the whole thing is is that uh all of this is connected worldwide and when you have such chaos you know you can't do anything with the gospel and uh, most of the time if it's so bad you can't even send people in to help them because these people are so violent and so uh you know when we get right into it well the devil loves chaos so at any rate tower yes, he does Are you ready? Yes. Okay.
1: This story comes to us out of Egypt from Open Doors. And they recently shared this story of a new believer. And it is just an amazing story. I love hearing these stories. As you know, in Egypt, converting from Islam to Christianity is seen as a betrayal of your family and your heritage. And so, anybody that leaves these um, the Muslim belief and becomes a Christian, are subjected to to be isolated, tortured, and even killed, and locked up, and and because they're dishonoring their families. And this is about Mustafa. He hoped the rumor wasn't true. If it was, he knew he was obligated to protect his family family's honor. He knew he would have to kill his cousin, the one he'd grown up with, playing with on the desert lands in Upper Egypt. And it was it was his family's order. It was why he had traveled so far from his home to the capital city of Cairo. And the rumor was true. Mustafa found his cousin in a church listening intently. Quietly, he slipped into the seat behind Mohammed and waited for the service to end. But then he noticed something strange. The words he was hearing, the prayers, especially the worship, didn't disgust him. Instead, the lyrics of the songs touched him deeply. And Mustafa approached his cousin with tears in his eyes. And he recalls his words to Mohammed that day. I came all the way from our family's village to spy on you and see if you had indeed become a Christian, he said, wiping the tears from his cheeks. I should inform your family about what I saw, but I just can't. I think the choice you made might have been the right one. Can you tell me more? Why did you leave Islam for Christianity? Surprised by his cousin's question, Mohammed took Mustafa to his house where the two cousins spent the evening talking about the gospel that night Mustafa had a dream he saw Jesus on the cross looking at him and saying I did all this because I love you and I want you to be free from your sins that just is really touching to me it is and um, Mustafa's vision is similar to what many Muslim converts converts describe. Many sources have reported the same phenomena. Dreams and visions like Mustafa's are repeatedly cited as specific ways God reaches Muslims throughout the Arab world and beyond. And the next morning, Mustafa told Muhammad what he saw in his dream. He asked his cousin to pray together with him for his salvation through tears. Mustafa screamed to God I plan to kill my cousin your follower but now I am prepared to give my life for you myself In the following month Mustafa was baptized with his cousin standing next to him he hasn't told his family that he and Muhammad are now followers of Jesus currently the two men are living as secret believers following Jesus in a place he has provided for them isn't that just amazing? It is. I love that. Praise the Lord. God is so amazing in all that He does and how He reaches people. He's—it's beyond amazing.
0: And we've reported on a lot of that same thing, and that's one of the reasons that this article, this particular. Article of Open Doors is so prevalent because they're, you know, they're reporting it. We've reported it, and we've reported it from other sources. Entirely different stories, entirely different places, and entirely different people. So we are seeing this time and time again. The Lord moving. Thank you, Lord. And so, whenever you look around in America, as a Christian or Europe or wherever you're at. Look and understand that the Lord is in control. We are living in very perilous times. And there are people that will be imprisoned for their faith. People that will die for their pay- faith. People that will live. People that will be delivered for their faith. There will be miracles and signs and wonders. But one day his kingdom's going to be in. One mm-hmm. day it's going to be over. One day we'll be with the Lord. And... And if you hear a story like this and the spirit of God just doesn't well up in you and you feel that liquid love from the Lord pouring through you, then you would have to be dead. Because these kind of stories light the very soul that Christ died to save. It just lights you up. And so, uh, we are now doing, uh, now, this particular story actually comes from Mao's Israel. Mao's Israel. I've been uh, not really associated with them. I've known of them. I've I've interviewed uh, Ari from Mao's Israel in in uh, I think it's Tel Aviv, uh, and uh, it was a good person-to-person interview that I really really liked. Really enjoyed to do But uh, um, I don't do a lot of interviews Hardly any I personally don't do interviews uh, Either for the show or myself I, I, I just don't do them anymore I, I do What we do The most important here is to do this And that's advocate For the persecuted church tell you what's going on in the Lord's harvest And the others to teach the word of God but uh uh ari and them is since uh they've got another pastor in charge of where they were ministering uh but he runs this uh him and his wife both uh work in this ministry and uh this particular article is um uh, by modi Cohen, and this of course is directly out of israel these this is uh Ari and his wife went to Israel. They're both Jews, and uh, of course, and many years ago, started a ministry over there and started a church called Tiferet. Uh, 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 and so, uh, uh, and they've got a lot of other churches over there, a lot of people. Uh, so uh, it's not just them, but there's a lot of Messianic believers in Yeshua. Um, to us in English, that's Jesus. But uh, for them, it's Yeshua. Uh, And, of course, Modi uh, Kohan, um, he says, uh, My good friend Edo, who is a new believer at our congregation, had to give a speech in the framework of a course he was taking. During his speech, he decided to share about the process of deliverance he experienced at Teferet Yeshua. Uh, Even though he did not mention the name of Yeshua, it was clear there would be people from the audience who would ask him for more details. And of course, uh, after the thing, Noah, who was visibly orthodox, approached Edo after his lecture and began asking him questions about the congregation and what he meant by deliverance. Edo joyfully told her about his faith in Yeshua and invited her to come to the congregation. Noah came and loved learning about Yeshua now see she she doesn't you know when you get over there many of these Jews won't even touch a Bible Uh, you know they but because these are Messianic uh, they bring this home uh, and, and it blends in with what they're already doing and this is so beautiful how this is put because the time of separating uh, the Gentiles and the Jews is over, we serve the same Savior and the same God, and so it says she loved the praise and worship, and it was so different than repetitive liturgical singing in the synagogue, and every every every, every aspect is dictated by strict traditional format they they don't even pray freely Um, and uh, I have known Messianic uh, Jews I I, I've had a lot of friends with them I've had uh, (coughs) a prophet that I knew that was a true Jewish prophet and of course there's a lot of these strict prayers that some of them do Uh, even as American Christians they're Uh, They identify with with, uh, the Jewish segment of it. But see, here's a woman who only knew the strict liturgy of the Jewish way and the strict traditional format. And uh, see, this is so beautiful because she had to be delivered so she could worship freely. And so it says Noah began to understand that faith in Yeshua was not a foreign import like from America or somewhere else, but rather a faith that is firmly rooted in Judaism, and that all of the first believers were Jews, and our faith is based on the Hebrew scriptures and the New Testament, a book also written by Jews. Now, you know, for years and years, I've been talking about that, trying to tell that this is not just an American Jesus, this is not just an American Christianity; this comes firmly rooted in Judaism, out of the Old Testament, the Tanakh and and just what he w- was written here by Ma Israel is exactly what uh, I have talked about myself uh, over the air, and so here's Noah. She's just coming to understand this, having been taught other things concerning this faith that we call Christianity. Now, she heard this whole testimony about Yeshua. She didn't hear about American Christianity. She wouldn't have been interested, but because she was listening to a guy that had met the Lord, you know, reading the same scriptures. So, at any rate, Noah began to under. Let's see. uh, Noah began a discipleship course. Uh, and it dealt in in the fundamentals of faith in Yeshua, and it talked about his sacrifice on the cross, repentance, uh, the messianic property uh, prophecies in the in, in the Hebrew scriptures, the Tanakh, uh, and that's what that's meant by that. Now, of course, they do have a Hebrew New Testament as well, and the importance of studying the Word Word of God, and. Uh, Now the thing of it is, is that the way this was going um, and and in this particular article, uh, the guy that wrote the article is the one that knows Edo who was giving the testimony who this particular woman heard and wanted to know more and got involved. Well, he explains that in Orthodox Judaism, prayer is central and important. And there's no such thing as simply talking and communing with God through prayer. Now, see, that's how we uh, Christians in America and most of the world understand it. But if you get in Orthodox Judaism, every prayer is written out. Everything is prescribed format. And and when I first got into this, because we do keep the Sabbath uh, and the feasts, um, uh, you know, we don't keep, you know, i'm not jewish and and i don't keep it like a jew i follow the scripture and but at any rate um you know when you get into this everything and and including the prayers i've even looked through some of the prayer books that they have and uh, some of the prescribed prayers and uh, man i'll tell you you'd have to be well charged in order to understand which prayer you're supposed to pray and when you talk to the jews and you talk to them about praying to them praying is is reciting these prayers from the book and uh, going over to the wall and you see the wailing wall and you see all the men over there either sitting down or standing up there's another place for the women over there and they're just doing this they're they're praying these prayers and that is prayer. It's not like you and I sitting down and praying a prayer. It's not like us saying, well, we're praying for these believers here and those believers there, and Lord, we thank you, and we praise you. You know, everything here is precise. And uh, and it says that Noah would pray uh, uh, a prayer after each meal, thanking God for for food but the thing that really came in um uh she was uh she went to the jordan river um and uh noah was going to be immersed or baptized they call it immersal. we call it baptism and uh and they wanted to witness it and uh as soon as they come out of the water, they identify with the resurrection of Yeshua from the dead, Romans 6.6, 6, and begin to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, a new life, Romans 6.4. Now, see, they're using New Testament scriptures, the same ones we would. And uh, the thing of it is, though, is this woman was uh, in various prayer groups before she did that learning about it and uh, everybody was given spontaneous personal prayers and she had never learned that. But when her turn came, she opened her mouth and for the first time began to pray directly from her heart. Wow. You see, unless you understand this, see, um, you'll never um, see what, why she was so excited. The only prayer she ever prayed was what she was told to pray, what was written down. That's it. That's what you do. Nothing else. Don't you dare. You can't go pray where the men pray. You, you, it was strict. That was it. She never have. Now, see, that's where it says, you know, that uh, the law came by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ.
1: Yes,
0: amen. And it's 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 he fulfilled the law he didn't destroy it but he brought mercy and grace so that we can pray and do these things out of a willing heart and so she prayed a prayer and she rejoiced she she was so happy that she could pray a prayer from her heart without reciting it because she didn't know how now you know Tower as as I read this you know I don't even know what that's like oh to I know to not be able to just automatically have a prayer, I mean, just say a prayer to the Lord, oh I know you know, and this woman you know and, and she 's not alone there's a lot of people whether they're whether they're Jews that are doing Judaism or whether they're Muslims doing Islam or something else, because you have Islam, Islam has their law, Sharia law. And you have the Muslims, I mean uh, the Jews, which have Judaism and the law of Moses. And so you have the two sides of, uh, you know, you have Ishmael and you have Isaac right there. But see, God loves them both, but the promise went through Isaac. And so trying to f- understand that. So Ma is Israel. Congregation, Tiferet, Yeshua. It is located in downtown Tel Aviv. Um, Ari is one of the ones who started it, him and his wife, many, 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 many years ago. And there's outreaches. Uh, there's Jews coming to the Lord. Man, we're seeing Muslims come to the Lord. Only in America do I look around Tower, and sometimes I see that we're pagans.
1: Oh, I know. It's true.
0: So, at any rate, we do have another one. Tower, are you ready?
1: Yes. Yes. The Dangers of Happy Children And this story comes to us from Bibles for the Mideast As persecution persists and grows in many regions Bibles for Mideast serves We delight in telling you stories of how the Lord's work persists and, persi- and spreads as well And they <clears throat> excuse me, often have surprising results And this is a ...about the dire government warning issued in a Muslim-dominated region of Africa... ...where house church growth has been remarkable. And it, um, this is what it, their warning said. If you see your child suddenly forgiving, jolly, happy, listening to you, not arguing... ...talking about not hating... ...these are the signs that they might be going to an underground church... This this is a threat to your family, and um, so this was reported by a Christian satellite TV from people on the ground. And Christian or church growth has been strong in my country, an Algerian believer told them, and he said recently churches have been subject to government crackdowns, with several being closed. Every three months, their church holds a baptism, sometimes for more than a hundred people. Then the government closed their church down, along with four others. But the more problems the church faces, the stronger they grow. They said they cannot worship regularly in one place, because it would be too dangerous and attract attention, because they're always being watched. We rotate where we meet and arrive at random times through different routes. And they said everyone is vigilant. And when the authorities find another underground church, they enter the room, they take all the cell phones, all the computers, anything they can to use to extract information to find others, Christians like them. They look for links, for networks of believers, especially house church leaders, and they want to know who is influencing them. And they accuse them of working with foreign enemies, saying that they are undermining the nation. They demand, who is your teacher? Where are your Bibles? Who is your pastor? You are illegal, propagating false and illegal teachings. Show us your license to meet. You are not registered. They use threats and intimidation. And without cause, their teachers and pastors are taken away. And they disappear for days, weeks, and some are never seen again. So you know what happens to them.
0: Well, you know this is another one that that uh, you know you look at when your children are forgiving, jolly, happy, and listening, not arguing and not talk about hating. I mean, why would you not want your child exactly. to do these things? Exactly. These are positive virtues in any society. But see, these people are so frightened. So hateful and distrusting a Christianity. And this gets right into the same thing that Yeshua faced uh, in Israel. Because, and we've talked about this, the chief priests and all of his people were worried that everybody would go after Yeshua and they wouldn't have jobs. They wouldn't be able to do what they were doing, that Rome would come. And so they found a way to kill him but you look in these things you know i mean that's just absolutely unbelievable that uh, you would look and say well man that that's a happy child always happy and jolly
1: yeah you, you know, we we got to stop
0: that you know normally you talk about sassing crying temper tantrums I mean, in America, you look around in America, you go in any one of our stores and you're going to see children that are unforgiving, that are not happy, that are crying, that want this or that all the time, screaming at mama, why are you doing that? I want that. Can't I have that? And you hear it all the time at the checkout. And the mother yelling at the children. I mean, you see it. And and so think. Why wouldn't you want good virtues?
1: Yeah, I think that's embarrassing to see that in public. Oh. That I, bothers me.
0: Well, it's it's hard to believe when we read this. I know. You know, just absolutely. And that's one thing that we've noticed when it comes to a lot of these people. Um, this one here, uh, no baptism is routine in a foreign country. Um that's out of christianaid.org which does a lot of work they've been in doing this for a long time and of course they're not going to tell you which muslim country but it a muslim majority country in the middle east thought if they could just keep it secret maybe he could become a christian this is about a government official and uh he had become a christian but he he kept everything quiet and uh he managed to keep it quiet, to continue to be a government official, and uh, he lived near a port city. And of course, everything that he did, because he was a Muslim in this position, he had a great status and a lot of wealth. And uh, he did have the faith, though, to attend worship services. And uh, recently, when he went to one of the services, the pastor was speaking about Christ's sacrifice as he sat with baptized believers uh, who were invited to the Holy Communion table. Hearing about Jesus' suffering and resurrection of the official became distraught that he had not made his faith public. It's winter now when the water is way too cold. If someone sees you, you could lose your job. The pastor said he wanted to get baptized this is what he was doing and he wanted to do it right away because he felt so bad. And he says, I felt so sad after hearing your words of Jesus, death and resurrection at the communion c- uh, table. And I no longer want to wait to participate, he told the pastor. I'm not going to be afraid to be baptized publicly. And so the pastor asked him, where, where do you want to be baptized? Of course, it was winter. Everything's way too cold. And uh, he advised the official to wait until summer, which would be a good time to do it. But he said, no, I want to be baptized near our church now. See, near the church. He didn't want to go out in the middle of the wilderness somewhere. He wanted to do it right there. Now, the pastor was a little reluctant because of the persecution that goes on. and uh, But they prayed and they felt led by God's spirit to go ahead. And that's what you have to understand. That's what you know and so they did and uh, they said the day we chose was so cold but these two men bravely weathered it and were baptized it says because their hearts were very warm they went under (laughs) the water and came out expressing so much joy (laughs) (laughs) and uh, they were shouting God's praises And they prayed that no one would hear. And this was another miracle. (laughs) Please, God, we're glad they're happy, but we can't have the enemy hearing them.
1: And the other man that was baptized, um, he had been a believer for four months. And he was miraculously healed of uh, paralysis. And so he wanted to be baptized, too.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. It is. And uh, this ministry we're talking about has seen fifty others in the air baptized as well. So thank God. And you know the thing of it is, is that when we look at this, the gospel is being reported to be advanced. People are coming to the Lord, and and we. I have a whole parcel of ministries and various places that I look for sources when I look to see what's going on. And we have seen these things all over the place. And uh, so this is why we like to do this. Because in your world, in America, and around the world, we want you to know that you're not alone.
1: That's right.
0: That this God, who is saving anybody that's hungry for him, no matter who they are, he can take care of you. And we've reported on people that were in a hell hole in North Korea. An absolutely gut-wrenching testimony. Yeah. And God was faithful. I I don't know how people do it. But next time you're whining, and I'm speaking to Americans, stop whining. Yeah. Stop whining.
1: Yeah, we are very blessed.
0: We have been blessed. Yes. And if we ever do have to face what these people do, I hope and pray that we'll be able to rise to the occasion like these brethren have. Yes, So with that...
1: Hey, do we have time for this? What? That um, personal letter. Go ahead. I love this. Go ahead. Um, Rachel Robbins is 27, and she's a nursing student at the University of South Alabama. She was recently diagnosed with a cancerous brain tumor and was shocked when she opened her mail and received a personal letter from President Trump and the First Lady. For the conservative Trump supporter in Mobile, who had had the who had just had the malignant tumor removed, the unexpected note meant a lot. She said, "I was just amazed. Honestly, I couldn't believe it. I felt very honored that the President of the United States of America heard my story and was praying for me from the White House." President Trump and First Lady Melania Trump signed a letter. Uh, letter Rachel Robbins offering their prayer and support as she battles a cancerous brain tumor. <clears throat> Excuse me. The former Liberty Council staff member and Covenant Journey alumni had just run seven miles and lifted weights the day before she got an MRI and found out she had a cancerous tumor larger than a lime, in the back of her brain. She had the symptoms for about a year, and she said we... Um, The letter said, We recently learned of the courage and tenacity you have displayed during the course of your illness. We are keeping you and your loved ones in our prayers, and send our warmest wishes for a swift and full recovery. We hope that the love and support of friends and family strengthens and encourages you during this difficult time, and we ask that God grant you comfort and strength as as you continue this brave battle. Our thoughts and prayers are with you. Get well soon. And, um, that was signed by the president and Melania and, uh, her parents are in are missionaries in the Cayman Islands. And so it meant a lot to her to know that people are praying for her healing around the world and especially from the Oval Office. And she said, I love how the letter's written and addresses God and calls on him for my healing and my recovery. She said, and the reason the president found out about it was because one of her childhood friends works as a speechwriter in the West Wing. And um, he told the president about her plight. So and she wants to be a nurse and to help others. And so that's just an amazing story that the president took time to write to her and encourage her
0: yep and you can be sure that the liberal press will never report that.
1: no so i was I was excited to see that letter from the president to her. That's a blessing not only to her but it blessed me.
0: yep and these these testimonies do, so uh, we're going to have to get out of here.
1: Okay, good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us. We love you. We pray for you. Remember, we serve a living God, and he cares about every detail in our lives, and he's not sleeping. He's wide awake and involved in your life. God bless you.
0: Good night, everybody. Thanks for joining us. This is The Watchman. We'll see you tomorrow. We thank you for joining us today on WARN Radio. The Watchman Alert Radio Network. This is The Watchman, and for all of us here, Shalom, everyone. See you again on The Radio.